here on the final score. Uh, happy summer, everyone. Greg Swatek of the Frederick Mesco Sports Department here with you, as always. And uh, coming up on the program, we'll talk to Kevin Kendro about the year that was in Frederick County Sports. Kevin is the supervisor of athletics and extracurricular activities for Frederick County Public Schools. And uh, we always like to check in with him at this time of year, uh, just to talk about the last year, maybe the most normal year that SCPS has had in terms of sports uh, uh, since the start of the pandemic. Uh, what was working, what needs to be addressed. Uh, we, we always like to talk about those issues with Kevin, and we always appreciate him coming on every year. It's sort of a de facto state of F FCPS athletics address, and, and we're, we're glad that Kevin uh, is always willing to come on and, and talk to, to us about that. Uh, but first, I've been, I've been dying to talk to this guy because it, it, it's been a couple weeks for various reasons, but uh, Alexander Dacey uh, is, is with me, and he covered that. Uh, tremendous, tremendous uh, Ligonor uh, softball victory in the in the Class 3A state final. I'm not sure many people would have pegged uh, Ligonor to be a state softball champion, even even at, at various points during the season. Alexander, I, I I saw them lose a couple times, even though they didn't lose that much. But and I know you haven't been doing this for so long because you're so young. But but just where 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 does that game rank? That, that remarkable victory rank in the uh, in your young sports career. Uh, at least at the high school level, it's easily the craziest high school game I've covered. Um, like that's number one, full stop. Uh, in terms of prob, in terms of like broader games, it's definitely up there. I mean, just with the with the comeback and the sort of just just how back and forth it was, and and I mean, also again, kind of the un somewhat of the underdog factor. Like I know, I know Ch Chopticon, I think was the was the number three overall seed, so it wasn't like a you know, like a massive upset per se, but it, it was still, it was still kind of, it was pretty, it was, it was a crazy game. Easily, easily probably the craziest high school game I've covered. I mean, I mean, it's our job at these events to write a story, win or lose. Uh, uh, it could be a happy story or, or it could be a, a, a tougher, sadder story. Had you sort of resigned yourself to the fact watching this game that you were going to be writing a, a, a sadder story, so to speak? Yeah, and I mean, it was it was six one when they went down six one. It was the third inning, so at that point, I was like, "All right, they got they got to like show something here in the fourth, otherwise this thing's probably over." And then they went out and scored four runs and got the tying run tying run to second. So I was like, "Okay, if I if they're showing fight, like it's not it's not a complete like you know rollover kind of dud. They're 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 being competitive, and by the time it got to the seventh and they were down two. it was like, all right, they, it's, they have the, like the, the people they want up, they have the top of their lineup to up. So it was, you know, it, it's the people you want up, but it's also like outside of like, they, they have chopped kind of brought in a new pitcher after that fourth inning and the, the two innings prior, she was just dominant. So I was like, these are the people you want up, but I don't know if they're going to, you know, do it. But then, you know, the, then it's a sadder story, but then you can also be like, well, they, you know, they fought back and they, they didn't completely roll over, yada, yada, yada. Um, but then they strung it together with two outs. And yeah, I and mean, it, and, it, and it completely flipped on its head. The Chapticon, did they seem like the vastly superior team? Was Ligonor just not playing well? Just what, what created the early deficit? So I wouldn't say they were, they were vastly superior. They, the main thing was they had really timed up Cameron McKay, like in the, it was pretty evident from the the very first batter. Um, like the, their first, I think, 
four, I believe their first four batters got on or like four of their first five reached base. And it was like basically like singles, like after singles, like double, double, double. So they, they had clearly like timed her up and they kind of was, you know, they were able to sort of, I guess, get to her. Um, and then they brought, and then after the, that third inning, they brought in Kelly Durbin um, just, just for something new. And they couldn't, they, they kind of, like she was a little bit had her command wasn't quite as good as Cameron's, but she had her stuff. They were not able to hit her nearly as well. Like it was a lot more weak contact. I don't think, I think they only, I don't think they got a hit off of her until like her third or fourth inning of, you know, third or fourth inning out there. Um, they worked some walks, but nothing, you know, like she, she was able to, she was able to kind of keep, you know, keep it down and not really have any, have any big issues in both their runs that got off of her run earned. So like whatever, whatever it was, whatever it was with Cameron McKay, they, they figured it out like pretty much from the first pitch and then they changed it up and that kind of, kind of turned on its head. Yeah. I mean, in any championship season, you, you, you need some breaks to go your way. And there, there's no question about it that Ligonor got a gigantic break with, with, with the dropped final out. Was that just one of those moments where you're like sort of just rubbing your eyes and like shaking your head and saying, did, did that just happen? I, I think all of us. So where I was sitting kind of, in, I was sitting right behind on plate, which kind of like split the like Ligonor side like blue north side of my right and the chopped con side to my left and everybody when that well when that went up everybody the kind of general reaction was like it was it was dropping she had to run in for it a little bit it wasn't like a super it wasn't like the you know like the easiest catch in the world but still she got under it and then when you saw it go in the glove and just hit the palm of the glove and pop out everybody around me was just kind of had the same like hands on the head like the lingonor people and the chopped con people like Oh my God! Did that actually just happen? Like, did she score? And I asked Kelly Durbin about it afterwards because she hit that pop, and she was like, "I didn't even like I saw it drop, but I didn't even know that we scored on that. At least not right away." And I think it's just one of those where you just see it and you're like, "Oh my God, that was going to be it," and it's not. And now the game, and now and then of course it, it, it tied the game as well, so it wasn't like. It, they didn't just keep them alive. It literally saved their season. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> did you think at that point that Ligonor was going to win? Like, there was no way they were going to lose after that moment happened. Uh, I mean, it was hard. I, I the, the thing that was hard was, again, at the bottom half of that inning, Chopticon had their had like their, their big hitters up coming up. So it was like, it was one of those where it was like, it would be an insane story if they managed to, turn it turn around and win this but at the same time Chopticon has the bats like the bats have been quiet the last you know you know against Durbin but they have the bats and they have their best hitters do up and and then they I mean then they got they got two on and then you know there was the their, their uh Chopticon's uh best hitter came up hit that deep fly ball to right the right field corner. And it, I think it would, I think it would have ended up just being a little bit foul, but Katie Healy completely laid out for it, caught it. And then she, of course she's already has two triples and three RBIs at the plate at this point, do up first top of the eighth RBI triple. 
I mean, it, it was just, it, it felt meant to be. And when, when you have moments yeah. like that, it, it just, you feel like, okay, if that didn't end the game, then there's no way this team's going to lose. Cause it, exactly. Cause, I think when that happened, that's when, and when she hit that triple, I was like, all right, it's probably, it's probably happening. Cause that's, you know, that's, that's, that, that's, that stuff doesn't happen or that stuff rarely happens. And then you, you go on and lose. <laughs> Right. I mean, so, we we both played sports uh, in, in high school. You played baseball. Can you imagine being the Chopticon girl that, 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 that dropped the fly ball? <laughs> I no, no, I I the, I can't. I mean, I've I've been I've been on team. I've been on high school teams in playoff games where we have like blown a lead in the last inning. But it was not as but that's that was still not as brutal as that. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I, I feel I felt real. I did. I felt really, really bad for her. Yeah, because that wasn't just yeah. some run of the mill regular season game. This, this was going right. to be like a state championship. If, 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 if she, she caught that, it's ball. game over. Chopped a cot as your three A state champion. Oh, my, I, I can't imagine ever living that yeah. down. I mean, I, 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 I feel for the girl. On, I mean, I'm sure the team consoled her and stuff. I'm, I'm sure no one was. You would have to be heartless as a teammate or a fan to to get on the girl about that. Would just what yeah. what, what, what what sort of reaction did 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 the team have to the player after that moment? So I I think in the moment it was just kind of like just the generic like kind of you know pick her up like let's get this out and just and try to win it in the bottom half of the inning. Right. I didn't see again also because it was just kind of just like you were not expecting the drop to, you know, the drop to happen. It was, I think everybody was kind of a little bit, it was a little bit chaotic. And I was also trying to like, you know, because I was, I'll, I'll tell you what I was doing. I was, I was typing out my, uh, my end of game tweet, like when that pop-up went up. Right. But I was keeping my, I was like typing it, but I was keeping my eye on it. And then it dropped. Don't press so then send. I have to, <laughs> so then I have to completely like, you know, change around what I'm, change around what I'm doing. So I'm kind of like all over the place. Everyone is all over the place. Again, I think for Chopticon, it was more like a, you know, kind of just, just, yeah. just try to keep your, keep your heads. And they did. And they got the next, they got, yeah. Well, let's, 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 let's rally behind the girl. Let's, let's turn this horrible moment into, into, into a positive situation. Right. And, 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 and I hope that girl... to her, to her credit, she led off the bottom of the seventh and did draw a walk. So, okay. Yeah, I, it was, and it wasn't like you know it was it wasn't a you know, I mean, dropping the championship winning out is 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 insane. Like I that's that's gonna be really hard to yeah. You know, I, you I, really I, I hope up, it becomes I hope it becomes some instructive or constructive moment for later in life. But man, I just cannot imagine the 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 feeling like i i wouldn't be able, i would not have slept that entire I, maybe the next week i i would not have been able to get any sleep so but we got to we got to credit Leganor too for not only coming back yeah. in the game and, and putting themselves in the position to take advantage of a mistake like that so yeah. so 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 Leganor deserves uh, uh some credit uh too but but man what a what a game i i, I just read your account of the game and the, my first thought was, oh, my God, could you imagine what that girl was feeling? And then just uh, just credit to Ligonor, too, uh, for not many people, I think, would have pegged them to, to be a state championship team uh, uh, this year. I, I, I think all of us would say that Ligonor has had better teams than this one in the past, but but this one is the one that did it and, and, and broke through for the first championship. So, 
so uh, we're, we are happy to say that we're doing all area teams uh, this year. Um, yes. For, for, for the first time since, tw uh, for the first time in a couple of years, because uh, we took a couple of years off due to the pandemic. So I'm, I'm sure you're plotting through your, your, your baseball and your boys lacrosse teams right now. Yeah. So baseball is actually mostly, I think I'm in a mostly good spot with baseball. Um, admittedly, it also because it's the sport I covered more. So I, you know, it was a little bit easier for me to, I think, delineate boys lacrosse. I'm still, still working my way through. Uh, I, I, I obviously I've got some input from coaches, which was really helpful, but yeah, that one, that was going to take me a little bit longer. And I think to sort of, <laughs> to sort of sort out. Yeah. So and, and just I, I didn't see quite as many of those games. And, and I don't want you to reveal too much here, but was the baseball player of the year decision difficult with all the tremendous pitching and stuff we had in the county this year actually not really and the person who i had initially pegged as player of the year every coach that emailed me also picked him as player of the when i asked for like their recommendations for player of the year oh, no kidding. they okay. also picked him for player of the year so that one was surprisingly not as hard um as i thought boys lacrosse i'm kind of back and forth between two people right now so that one i may end up just making them co if i can't decide but yeah, baseball it ended up not being quite as hard. It's and I and I I know you told me this, and then John told me this as well. When you're picking the teams, it's more part is the like fringe people, like the like borderline first, second team people, borderline second team. I mentioned it's, it's, it's like you're, where do you make the you're, 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 you you're, you're, you're splitting hairs. On, yeah, at, it's, at that point, yeah. So. But. All right, sir. Have you given up hope on your nationals um, um, for this season? Oh, yeah. They just got swept by the Marlins. And in a series in which we got Steven Strasburg back, the Marlins apparently had – apparently Don Mattingly called some meeting and, like, just chewed into the Marlins, and apparently people were very mad about it. And then they went out and swept the Nats. Like, no, this this the season was kind of done a while ago, but I think after this series it's kind of official. It's like – we have Ryan Zimmerman weekend next weekend, and then the rest of the season doesn't really matter. So, well, well, uh, in that in that light, are we hoping this? Uh, what's the big goal for the summer to get Soto a long term deal, or, or what needs to happen yeah, this summer? Yeah, it's. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna ship out like Cruz and Bell and all the like all the guys that can get you prospects. some decent prospects. Ship them out, you know try to try to get Soto extended. I mean, with, with Boris as his agent, it's good. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably not happening until probably 2024, like with his, you know, when he's going into his contract year. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's keep Soto, keep Soto on board, keep him happy, you know, get your, get your prospects. We, there, the Nats have had a couple of prospects in the Myers do surprisingly well. So, They'll probably call up like one or two of their pitchers, um, you know, or they're drafting, they're drafting fifth overall in a couple of weeks. So hopefully we get a, someone, you know, worth, worth, worthwhile. So, yeah. Well, I have a feeling you and yeah, I will be talking a lot. It, of, it's rough. <laughs> I have a feeling you and I will be talking a lot of baseball this summer. Cause, uh, cause that's what's going on right now. Um, uh, on, on the local and, uh, regional and national levels so uh thanks for hopping on dude i just wanted to get your perspective about that game yeah of course all right stay with us folks uh, we'll have kevin kendra on uh, right after this uh, very fast break here on the final score
Every year around this time, we like to talk about the year that was for Frederick County Sports with the Supervisor of Athletics and Extracurricular Activities for Frederick County Public Schools. And it's my pleasure to welcome back to the program, Kevin Kendro. How are you, Kevin? Thanks for being here as always. I'm doing well, Greg. Thanks for having me. Um, again, this is uh, one of my favorite things to do each year is to uh, get to celebrate all the success we've had. Yeah, just how would you describe the last year for FCPS Athletics? The first thing is I was very excited that we, we got back to pretty much normal. Uh, we had a full fall season, a full winter season, and a full spring season. And um, just felt really uh, great about that for our student athletes, coaches, and communities to have, you know, traditional high school sports back. Yeah, that was, was going to be my one question. Was this the most normal things that felt since prior to the pandemic this last year? Definitely, yes. Obviously, I know there um, with the rising cases during the winter time, it was a little bit scary about you know whether or not we may have to shut down for a while. But uh, we we did not, and yes, again, three full seasons, a lot of uh, you know back to our county, conference, region, and state championships, back to uh, packed Friday night football games. Uh, you know, so it was uh, very good um, to see all of that return because, as you and I both both know, um, high school sports are an important part of the culture in our country, and um, just very very excited for everyone. Yeah, I mean, as you know, COVID nineteen hasn't gone away entirely. Um, well, what what is the state of COVID nineteen with F FCPS in regards to athletics, and are, are there still any precautionary measures uh, still in place? Well, we just, you know, we just ask people to be, to be safe, you know, that if, if they do test positive, you know, we follow the normal FCPS, you know, policies and procedures, um, you know, if they're around folks, same thing. So it's just, you know, we've learned a lot. We've all grown, you know, in our, in our understanding of COVID and, and how that has changed and evolved. So we still just ask folks to be smart and follow, you know, the guidelines that the school system has in place. Uh, how, I'm sure you're still following the metrics and, and all that. How, how closely and is, is that still a part of your regular routine, just checking with the COVID numbers in the county? Yeah, we still do that. And we actually are COVID uh, return to play committee, which was formed, you know, right at the beginning of uh, the, the pandemic. We were probably the first school system to do that. Um, we still meet now. It's, it's a subcommittee, you could call it. And we've transitioned to where we were meeting weekly. Now we meet monthly. And yeah. so we get a, we get updates from the Frederick County Health Department. Dr. Cole Pepper, our deputy health officer, is on that. He has been such a tremendous advocate and supporter for uh, sports and extracurricular activities from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, just from an evaluation standpoint, Kevin, just how how would you say FCPS in terms of athletics has just handled these extremely difficult last two years? Now, I may be a bit biased, but um, I'm very proud of our efforts. Again, um, it is a fact that we were the first school system to begin that summer of the pandemic with summer conditioning. Uh, then you go back to that fall where we had the three um, one-month uh, skill-based practice sessions. Uh, then you go back into, you know, you know, we were the, the next year, we were one of a few school systems that, you know, got some type of mini season in, you know, we, we got a, a winter season. We were the only school system to have swimming and diving championships. Um, and then we had, you know, the fall spring season, and then a spring season in which we were able to bring home some state championships, which led us to this past school year where we were back to pretty much normal. Yeah. What do you guys discuss at your meetings, your, your, your return to play meetings now? You're just talking about numbers. I mean, I, I'm sure the meetings are not as lengthy as they used to be. <laughs> That's exactly right. They're not. It's just an update. I mean, a lot of it, I begin with celebrating all of our accomplishments, just like you and I are doing right now. 
And so it's just kind of a check-in to see if there's anything that we need to change. And at this point in time, there's not. And that's a credit you know, to that committee, but it's also a credit to our coaches for understanding everything, our, our student athletes and parents. Everyone has, has, has evolved uh, in their understanding. So again, it's just basically to touch base to see if there's any changes in the state level, you know, county level, anything that we need to look. But we're going to continue to meet. Yeah, and you guys never, from my understanding, you never required a vaccination to play sports or anything like that, right? We did not, no. Okay. Uh, just moving on from COVID, Kevin, just another really successful year uh, for uh, individual athletes in the county and teams. Uh, Ligonor High School just had a, a very dramatic um, uh, state softball win. I, I don't have all of the numbers in front of me. Mm -hmm. You you might in terms of just, you often do, in terms of just the number of championships Frederick County uh, accumulated in the last year. Just, just what's your reaction to uh, just this normal season and just a, a, a return of, of all the success that county teams typically have too? Hey, I'm going to describe it as just another yet, another awesome year for FCPS. We continue to be well represented at the state level year after year. I mean, I do have some of the, you know, the numbers and the teams in front of me. And if, if you don't mind, take it, you know, yeah, yeah, a but, minute, but minute or two to go through. But sure. if you look in the fall, Urbana won another golf championship. Um, cross country, uh, Brunswick brought home the 1A championship and then also brought home a 1A championship in boys soccer. And they had both of their soccer teams in the state championship. Um, we also, you know, a few unified fall championships in tennis. And then you go to the winter season, you know, Coach Ecolano and, and his team, um, out there at Urbana, continue their dominance at the 4A level for bringing home another 4A championship. And then Coach Lillard, you know, already shown what he can do at Catoctin, brought home the 1A championship in indoor track and field. And then, you know, we got to party like it was 1997. <laughs> and with Oakdale High School bringing home the 3A Boys Basketball State Championship. Yeah, how, how about but, that? How about that ending that drought? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was that was 1997 was I know that year well, because that's the year that I graduated uh, from TJ High School. But uh, very proud of Coach Long and, and his staff there for, for bringing that home. Um, you know, just in a couple of huge playoff games leading up to that. So, and then Catoctin girls basketball, you know, making it to the state finals. And, and some people may not know that they also brought home the state sportsmanship award. And that's a huge honor for them to do that. Um, sorry, I'm going to go back to the fall. I forgot that we also forgot to mention, rather, that Caroline Gregory, you know, brought home the individual girls 3A cross-country state championship, the yeah, best time and, and among any division. Yeah, in dominant fashion, right. In dominant fashion. And then you go to the winter season, in addition to, you know, Urbana girls track and field, Catoctin boys track and field, and Oakdale basketball, we had 20 individual state champions between wrestling and indoor track. And then this past spring season, again, Coach Ecolano in Urbana High School, 4A Girls Outdoor Track and Field State Championship. Coach Lillard, Catoctin, 1A Boys Track and Field State Championship. And then as you and I just discussed, I was there, you know, at that game, Linganore and Coach uh, Poffenberger, Poff, I mean, you know, bringing home a 3A softball state championship. They were down six to one, um, went into extra innings, um, dramatic fashion and brought that home. So very happy for Coach Poffenberger, um, you know, Linganore High School and the girls there. And then again, we had um, part of our corollary athletic program. We had um, two unified track and field championships and a combined team of Frederick Oakdale and Linganore and um, Urbana High School. And then we had 25 individual 
state championships. So we had a girls singer, singles tennis player, Madison Warren from TJ High School. And then, uh, as, as always, um, you know, many individual state champions, including our um, Sam Stars, our, our, our board member here in FCPS. So very proud of what we've accomplished this year. Again, and I'd like to give the credit where credit's due. It's to, you know, our coaches and the support that we have from our communities and parents. FCPS in Frederick County values interscholastic athletics. Yeah, it's sort of becoming old hat for F FCPS, seeing all these uh, accumulation of awards and championships every year. Does, 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 does it ever, I mean, it's, it, it, it becomes so commonplace that you could lose some appreciation for it, but, but I'm sure you don't. <laughs> No, we definitely don't. Um, but you're, you're right. I mean, it's just, it's, it's almost like an expectation, you know, and, and that's tough. We don't want to put those expectations on folks, but you know, we learned that we do things the right way. Success is usually going to happen. I mean, look at boys basketball for an example, right? Oakdale didn't even win the conference this year. And so the strength of schedules that we have in FCPS and in the central Maryland conference really helps us when we go out and expand, because if you take some of these other sports, such as like baseball, you know, other state championships included central Maryland conference schools. And so that, you know, I'm very proud of, you know, our efforts and what we've put together with the central Maryland conference, because it really prepares our teams for postseason play. I, I want to go back with the basketball for you. Cause you were, you graduated from TJ in, in mm -hmm. 1997. What do you remember about that? those basketball teams under coach Dickman at TJ. Cause I'm sure you were a big part of that run as a fan going to all those games and stuff. Oh, I was, I mean, I just remember there was a lot of winning that, 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 that took place and, and many uh, very talented student athletes, you know, Terrence Morris, Randell Jones, you know, Eric Wyatt, my buddies, West Buchanan, John Schilling, you know, Chad Dickman, I could go on and on, you know, I was a, a, a baseball player and I want to be basketball player. You know, uh, but yeah, just uh, a very dominant, um, you know, when I was in high school, the basketball program, you know, I'm not sure we lost many games. And that was, it was very exciting for me to go see the court dedicated to Coach Dickman this past, uh, what was that, winter or spring? Yeah. I think that was very, very well deserved. I really loved listening to all the people that spoke. Um, I mean, for those who don't know Coach Dickman, um, I'm an adjunct uh, professor at Mount St. Mary's and I've invited him to speak to my classes. And just like when he, when he would coach, he comes in prepared. He's got his note cards ready. And that's, you know, that's just, that's why he was successful on the basketball court. Um, but it's just, it was really cool to see a lot of his former players there. And that just shows the impact that a coach can have on a community. Um, Cause man, was he a big part of the TJ community. Were, were you surprised it took, uh, so so long to get back for a boys basketball team i mean tj you sort of said it was an expectation oakdale it really wasn't i mean they had to win some buzzer beaters in the playoffs and and, mm -hmm. and, and it, it, it was far from a formality that they were going to win the championship so i'm sure it was cool for you in that respect that this wasn't as expected but it still worked out uh, for oakdale so mm -hmm. uh so were you, were you just surprised it took so long to get another boys basketball champ uh i think it's just 25 years really <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that is, it's hard to believe that it did take 25 years and also shows, you know, how dominant, you know, TJ was back in the day to be able to do what they did. Um, but it also shows how difficult it is to win a state championship. You know, you got to have a talent. Sometimes a little bit of luck has to go your, your way. But um, 
although it was 25 years, it felt really good to watch um, the team rush the court at the end, you know, giving each other hugs, giving Coach, Coach Long a hug and the excitement in the stands. It was also really cool to see the support from other coaches. Um, so again, you know, our, our coaches, when they're competing against each other, they're trying to win, obviously. But when maybe a team gets knocked out or their season's done, you know, they're, they're rooting for their, their, their fellow FCPS or CMC um, colleagues and teams to bring it home. So very, very cool to see Oakdale raise that boys basketball championship again, first since 1997 and bring that back to Frederick County. Where, where was the 97 game? Was that at Cole Fieldhouse or uh, where, where was it? Um, it was, I believe it was at Cole Fieldhouse. Cole Fieldhouse. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so now we have the Xfinity center. So not this exact same venue as 25 years ago, but, but, but still cool to be sort of at the, at the same location a quarter century later. Like we're, we're both getting old pretty fast here, Kevin. Yes, we are. If, yes, we are. If, if, if a quarter century uh, flies by so fast, I just realized I've been out of college for, for almost 20 years mm-hmm. now. So, yeah. so, so, so it's kind of crazy how time uh, mm-hmm. uh, passes uh, so quickly. Uh, a couple of years ago, the MPSSAA, they switched up their playoff uh, format a little bit. And I was, I was curious your reaction to uh, the change in format from your coaches and athletic directors. Uh, this, there's a state quarterfinal round now, and, and that helps to ensure that the best teams are playing for the championship. But it, 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 at the same time, some might argue that the state quarterfinal round has taken a little shine off of winning a regional championship. Just, just how, how did your coaches and athletic directors feel about the, the new format with the playoffs? Um, I mean, overall, I think people are in favor of it. I would be, um, it would not be fair for me to say that, um, that everyone likes. And I think that with anything, there's going to be issues. You know, um, you are correct that in years past, you know, it's taken four games or three if you get a bye to win a region championship. Now it takes three games or two with a, a bye to win a region championships. The ultimate goal of transitioning to the state quarterfinals and reseeding was to try to get the best two teams to the state championship. And I think it's worked uh, to a large degree. Yeah, I think it's worked. I think, you know, some could argue that there's, you know, like one of the matchups that I was, I wish would have occurred in the state championship is Urbana and Sherwood baseball. Right. You know, but they matched up you know, in that first uh, state quarterfinal round, because when you get to that round, it's, it's reseeded based on your regular season um, record. And so that's the example of, while it helps prepare for playoffs, you know, because of how the strength of our county and conference, we may have a little bit more losses than some other teams that are in an athletic conference or league or school system where it's not as strong. So it's not really a knock on anyone, but that's where someone could argue that, you know, that's where it could be a disadvantage to one of our schools. Right. Um, one, one of the tough parts of the year I, I know for you was, was having to cancel um, the uh, county uh, tennis tournament. Um, mm-hmm. It was just a combination of weather and just uh, various circumstances with, with the new uh, playoff format statewide. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, just uh, how difficult was that for you to, to have to pull the trigger on that uh, very difficult decision? Um, extremely, um, you know, for me, you know, I don't want, you know, I I tend to take things, you know, not personally, but I, you know, all of our sports are held in the highest regard. And I didn't want anyone to think that, you know, tennis was being slighted in any way. You just said it was a combination of multiple, uh, inclement weather days combined with a new format for tennis. 
And so we're always going to learn and we're going to grow. And, you know, we're going to have to make some changes for next school year, you know, bumping up if the format stays the same, you know, because again, our school system's unique in that we have teams competing in multiple regions where that's not necessarily the case, or at least as extensively in other counties, like Urbana's tournament had started right away. So we needed to make sure that we didn't break any MPSSA rules and jeopardize any student athlete eligibility. So that was our number one goal. But we're, we're looking at moving things up. We're also looking at, we've never done it for a county tournament, but we actually did do it a couple of years ago for a region tournament. But we are potentially looking at, okay, can um, we secure an indoor venue? You know, the Tuscore Tennis Club. We have, you know, I, actually, I know Patty pretty well. So we're exploring other options to make sure that um, we're able to get the tournament in. Because as, as you and I spoke and as you, as you put in your article, you know, there's a lot of tradition and history with that county tennis tournament. Um, I can tell you my best friend in high school, the best man in my wedding was a three-time winner of that tournament, Luke Grimshaw, uh, who, you know, runs, um, you know, all the tennis tournaments in the summertime. And so I was, you know, I've been at, when I was a student at TJ, I was at a lot of county tennis tournaments supporting him, you know, and then as a supervisor of athletics now, that was one of my favorite uh, events. And so... We're working on that. Yeah, right. It was extremely difficult for the seniors. I, I know you felt very badly for them. So the, the big fix, I guess, would just be to move it forward, even if it means moving it, even if it means coming back with some regular season matches after the county tournament. Is, is that the big I think fix? if we're able – I think we may have to, yes, um, cut out some games that, that – some regular season matches that last week and bump it up the playing dates a little bit earlier – and I'll be working closely with, with Coach Weiss on that. Uh, you know, Coach Weiss does a tremendous job for tennis. I know he also works closely with Coach Walton at Urbana. And, you know, we were all in this together to try to figure out, you know, the best way. And we just, we honestly tried every effort that we could, and we just could not do it. Right. Might the MPSSAA make some changes to, to alter the, the tennis format a, a, a little bit? Well, the good thing is that we have Sean Weiss, who serves on that committee, and actually maybe taken over as the chair for the entire state. And so, you know, we have a little uh, internal uh, staff that can help us at the state level. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask you, Kevin, in the last week, uh, the, the uh, retirements of uh, Middletown Athletic Director Mike Desimone and Walkersville High School Athletic Director Mike Mummert were announced. Just uh, if you could uh, share a few words about those two gentlemen and just your relationship with them over the years and just what they've mm -hmm. meant to their various schools and communities. I mean, you look at the number of years, I think it was 39 for, for Mike Mummert at Walkersville, uh, 26 maybe, I think, for, for Mike Desmond at Middletown. I mean, they, in a way, they're the faces of the school. You know, Mike Mummert has been there, you know, forever. When you One of the first names that you think of when you think of Walkersville High School Athletics is Mike Mummer, you know? And um, I was recently in his office and joking around, um, you know, when his, his bulletin board, you know, the things that he had had been taken off. And Mike was known for having some very old memos, you know, that were up there back from, you know, the, the Lim Car days, maybe even before that. Um, and so that was sad to see, but I'm also happy for him too. I mean, for those who don't know an athletic director in the time that they put in, typically they're the first to arrive at the school and the last to leave. And so I'm happy for his family. Maybe they're going to get to see him a little bit more and he can enjoy some things. 
And the same thing with Mike at Middletown. You know, I live in the Middletown community and I know uh, how respected he is. And same thing. I go by that school, his truck or his car, it's always there. And I know one of his favorite things to do was be at athletic events. And right. I challenge you to go to an athletic event that Mike Desmond was not at. Right. Now, now you have to find his truck at the golf course now because I, I know he did a lot of work for the golf course. And, yes, and, that's and, what and, I – my guess is uh, he will be uh, – he'll be employed at a golf course and playing a lot and taking care of it. Um, so I'm also happy for, for the other Mike because uh, we actually live in the same community. We live right down the street from each other. And, um, you know, it's, it can wear on you, you know, the amount of hours that you put in, in, in their positions and both of them, not only what they did for their respective schools, but what they've done behind the scenes that some people will never know about for our county, for our conference, and even at the state level. Um, so I wish them, well, I'm sad to see them, you know, not on our team anymore. Um, well, they'll always be on the team, but I'm, you know, that I won't be interacting interacting with them as much. I'm very happy for them. Well, what what's what's the process for uh, finding their uh, replacements? Is FCPS? Are are you heavily involved with that, or is it up to the individual schools, or, or sort of just walk us through the process of uh, finding the next athletic directors for those schools? Certainly, that's done both at the county and the school level, um, and so uh, FCPS will be, you know, working with with the principals there. Um, you know, to fill, to fill those vacancies. Uh, when, when do you hope to have someone in place there? Cause I, I know the summer moves uh, pretty fast here and it'll, we'll have fall sports pr practice uh, coming up pretty soon. Sooner than later, I hope. Cause you, you just said it. Um, a lot of people think it's summertime and, oh, you know, there's, there's nothing going on. Well, the summertime is used to prepare for the entire school year. Um, you know, you're hiring coaches, you're, you're finalizing schedules, you're working with athletic trainers, you know, there is, you know, it's a busy time. So um, we're hoping very soon, you know, to to get everything moving. Right. Uh, is there a certain profile of, of person you're looking for in the jobs? Uh, young, uh, more older and maybe more experienced, male, female? Is, is there a certain profile you're, you're um, seeking? You know, there's job descriptions, obviously, associated with the position. You know, I always talk about, you know, if, if I were to... Um, it's an article um, that I talk about, you know, when, when I teach and that I've used, um, but integrity, you know, organization and communication, you know, which is really, you know, for any good leader. But, um, you know, there's so much organization that goes into this position and the position has evolved over the years. The traditional role of an athletic director has shifted more to, you know, basically an athletic administrator just because of you know, the higher expectations, new laws that are enacted, but integrity, organization, and communication, um, you know, because you are communicating with, with so many people. And, and you and I both know you're also, a lot of times, the face of the school. Right. Because you're there all the time. Right. And now with all these turf fields in the county, Kevin, they're not, they're not out there every day, like lining the fields <laughs> like, like you were at, at Urbana High School. Do you still have that piece of, of, of turf on the, on the wall in your office or... Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Isn't that funny? You know, all those years. Um, you know, to be honest, though, um, there were some days, and I think every, all the, you know, athletic directors would say the same thing. There were some days where you enjoyed lying in the field because you're just out there lying in the field, enjoying the beautiful weather. The days when you have a million emails to respond to, 
and it's 20 degrees with the wind chill of negative five, those were the days where you're thinking, man, I really wish we had artificial turf. <laughs> <laughs> how many, how many turf fields in the County now? The majority of schools have it, right? TJ now your, your alma mater has a turf field. We do. Yeah. How many are, so, um, and then that's a great question, you know, that we're, we're hoping to be able to, you know, continue, but right now the, the schools, Without artificial turf are um, Brunswick, Catoctin, Tuscora, and Walkersville. Okay, so so, so more more than half of the schools have turf fields, and there's also mm -hmm. turf fields in the community that you guys um, mm -hmm. have access to, like at o o Othella Park and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So so that, that's a huge benefit for the county just to have all these uh, sort of I don't know if they're totally weatherproof, but virtually weatherproof uh, turf fields. So yeah, one and one hundred percent. And again. Um, Shout out to our athletic directors because, you know, they share too. I mean, I can use the example. We just talked about Mike uh, DeSimone retiring, where I know many times Brunswick has started all. Like this past year, they, their first lacrosse game was played at Middletown. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, so what's on tap for uh, the summer, uh, both statewide and uh, here in uh, Frederick County, Kevin? Uh, any, any changes on tap? What, what sort of things are you guys working on? right now but it's always preparing for next for next school year um you know and um we we you know do encourage staff to take you know time for themselves it's a little bit more laid back don't forget about your family um you know go on vacations um try to unplug when you can um but just you know just preparing there's always different things there's thing there's new a few new house bills that have come out which um we're ahead of the game a little bit regarding safety and so, you know, we'll work on that. Um, you know, we'll continue to work with getting, you know, officials, contracts signed and, and ready for next school year. We'll continue to work with our athletic trainers. Um, and so it's summer is the time, you know, I used to say it when I was the athletic director at Urbana and even in this position now, summer is the time to try to get ahead because when it comes to fall, traditionally you fall behind a little bit. Cause right. it gets crazy. Right. And then there's curveballs that you're not expecting, mm -hmm. like with the County tennis tournament and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, so it's yeah. easy, it's easy to fall behind if, if, if you're not working from ahead, right? 100%. Yeah. Uh, any major changes in stores statewide or any, anything, uh, anything really in the works or just, just what can we expect for the fall season? What August 12th, uh, August, uh, Wednesday, August 10th is the first, um, day of practice, um, this year. Um, it's, so it's a corresponding date from, from years past. Um, you know, I'm excited for basically year two of return to, to normalcy, you know, for athletics. And I'm excited to, to see every year we talk about excited to see what we're going to be able to do. Um, you know, the one thing, if you don't mind, I like to bring up that we did and we're, we're very proud of is we held um, in early May um, the first ever Central Maryland Conference Student Athlete Leadership Conference, where we had four student athletes represented from all 15 member schools. Um, my counterpart in Washington County um, came down and, you know, we had athletic directors there. We brought in guest speakers and it was just a tremendous day uh, of learning. So we're, we're hoping to expand on that and, you know, offer it again and maybe even expand it to a District 1 Student Athlete Leadership um, Conference. Oh, fantastic. Uh, and, and with, with your growing, uh, family, what, what, what are your, uh, summer plans heading to the beach? I'm, I'm sure you'll be at a, a lot of baseball fields this summer. Just, just what's in the works for the Kendro family this summer. 
Yeah, first of all, I appreciate you, you asking uh, about our family. Just like you said, um, we hope to have a lot of, spend a lot of you know, time together as a family, because uh, as you well know, during the school year, that can be difficult. Um, I'm having the time of my life coaching our oldest son's baseball team and our middle son's baseball team. Um, and we have about two is weeks that, left. Is, from, is it, wait, is that two separate teams you're coaching or? Um, it is two, it is two separate teams. Man. Yes. Um, and I think you'll get a kick out of this. Our oldest son, we are, um, I'm actually coaching with, uh, Mike Fraunfelter from Urbana no, no and, uh, Billy Gross from TJ who, you know, is just, uh, is going to become an administrator. So you get coach Fraunfelter, coach Gross and myself together. <laughs> You know that's a combination there. So yes, so so you, so you team up with uh, Coach Gross, the Frederick High uh, uh, graduate. I, I asked him because I just had him on the podcast if he's a Frederick okay. High, if he's a Frederick High guy or a TJ guy now, and he yeah, and, and he 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 ducked, he ducked the question, of course. So yeah, and uh, uh, Frowny and I, Coach Roundfelter and I, we actually graduated uh, same year, and you know we joke around about our um, Frederick and TJ rivalries. Yeah. Um, so right. we, we, we go way back. I hired him as our baseball coach at Urbana when I became the athletic director and was the former baseball coach. So it's been great because I've learned a ton from the two of them. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, it's going to happen fast, Kevin. August 12th is going to be here before we, we before we know it, um, uh, as we both uh, realize uh, each and every year. So um, isn't, life's just a lot more stressful without dealing with all this pandemics i mean as stressful as your job still might be it's, it's a lot less stressful i'm imagining without all this covid19 stuff swirling in full force <laughs> it, it it definitely is but it's also hopefully a lot less stress for our athletic directors and coaches because on top of what they do to run a normal athletic event you know they were dealing with all the extra things that we were asking of them you know, so it's nice for them to be able to focus more on the game management side and not as much on the COVID protocol side. Right. Absolutely. Well, uh, have a great summer, Kevin. Uh, uh, get some get some rest. Uh, I, I know it could be tough coaching two uh, youth baseball teams mm -hmm. uh, in addition to your day job. But uh, thanks for doing this, as always. And, 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 and we'll uh, keep doing it uh, uh, in years going forward. So thanks, Kevin. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate it. Yep. Thanks to all of you for listening. That is it for us this week. My thanks to Alexander Dacey for hopping on a little earlier. And my thanks to Graham Collins for producing. We'll be back with another episode. Summer rolls on for us here on The Final Score. So uh, take care, everyone. Have a great week.